Hey, Honeymooners, you can find ad-free episodes, Moshe's DJ sets, merch discounts, and so much more on our Patreon. Check it out at patreon.com slash endlesshoneymoon or click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast, three-year anniversary show. It's been three years, Tosh. Feels like three days. That is sweet. And in some ways, it feels endless. I'm sorry if it feels endless in any way. No, endless in a good way. It's like an endless honeymoon. It's like the honeymoon never ends. The two, It's endless. You know what I mean? I, I got to say, so many people that listen to this podcast have reached out, DM'd, and said that they got through the pandemic listening to this podcast that uh, that that feels really good. I sh- I'm sure I've said this before, but it's not just you, the listener, who got through the pandemic by listening to the podcast. It was also, uh, uh, it also got us through the, the pandemic. It, it got that, us. That was nice because I felt like I had a connection with people and being able to Zoom with people. Yeah. And see that like, you know, there was a connectivity that you don't usually experience completely because everyone regardless of you know where they live or what their job is or their age or their you know station uh everyone was going through the same thing totally but even more than that the fact that this podcast has um a dialogue i love that our listeners write in i love that you guys weigh in on on our debates and on even when I lose the argument, which is painful for me, as you know, that's sort of the most important thing in my life. It goes winning arguments and then my family and then my relationship with Jesus. And uh, But even when you, you don't agree with me, the fact that we are in dialogue with our, our listeners, that means a lot. You're just trying to get more people on your side now by just being really open. I'm being serious. I really do like it. I really do. And I like working with you. I like something creative that all we have to do is bop down to our studio. And we, we, we built this brand new studio just in time for the three-year anniversary we built a brand new studio that we're going to be going back and forth between our old studio and the new one and uh going to continue to be vague about where it is (laughs) and not tell you and kind of let the mystery build i love it um well i was really excited because our producer arranged uh some check-ins with some of our favorite guests right a little like where are they now a kind of a catch-up uh this could be on vh1 this could be on it should be on vh1 actually actually good news big news we were just picked up for a hundred episodes on VH1, but so we're now a VH1 property or we're a Viacom property, but um, it won't be air uh, televised on VH1. I don't think VH1 exists as a network, right? At all, so it can't be televised on VH1. It will continue to be um, distributed in the exact same way you've always seen it, which is, or listened to it, which is on podcast. Uh, uh, you know, Spotify or Apple Podcasts and then YouTube. But so nothing will change, literally nothing. But it will be spiritually in the Viacom family, which is a very big deal to me. <laughs> so my relationship, my the hierarchy of uh, importance goes uh, winning arguments, my family, my relationship to Jesus, and then my relationship to the Viacom Corp. <laughs> so that's kind of those are my priorities. Okay, well, you're my priority, Moshe. You're my priority, too. And you know what my fourth one is, by the way, before we get started on this, where are they now? What? 
as I was saying, we're building this community and it's been three years and it feels like our listeners are kind of like family a little bit, the honeymooners, as I like to call them. Um, and the Patreon has been so cool. People getting even more involved. If you have not yet subscribed to the Patreon, you can become even more involved in the community. We can go back and forth. You can get messages from us. You can join us for and Shabbat dinners every quarter. And you also don't have to listen to Moshe's DJ sets. You can, though. That's an option for you. You're, you're allowed to. Okay, well, listen, I want to check in on some of these people. Let's see where they are now. Viacom. Brought to you by Viacom. Hi, um, this is Jordan. I called in a couple months ago. I was stressed that my boyfriend was starting a new business and was going to get rich and, you know, leave me behind for, a, you know, the hotter, younger woman. Um, at that point, I couldn't say what the business was. Um, but all I could say was that he'd be working with hot girls in bikinis. Uh, now I can tell you that it's a parasailing company. Uh, so that explains that. Um, my update is that turns out uh, my boyfriend can barely operate a computer. So all of the parts of the company that didn't involve paying for it or parasailing, I pretty much took care of. So it's more like we started a business rather than he started a business. So that uh, that's really nice. In terms of the advice I got on the podcast, I don't really recall getting advice too much. I, I recall getting roasted a little, but Natasha was very sweet and told me just to talk to him about it, about my concerns. And I did. And, uh, you know, I was like, are you going to leave me for, for, for a younger woman? And he was, uh, his response was, you are 25. Uh, you are the younger woman and she would have to be really good at paperwork, which just goes to show how little he knew about the paperwork part because it's not paperwork. We don't even have a printer. Um, anyway, things are going well. If you're ever vacationing in the Florida Keys, come, come fly with us at Lands End Adventures. But yeah, that's my update. Thank you very much. Okay, first of all, Laura scrub the url um how dare you try to plug your company on our podcast we're, we're a community but we're not we're, we're not allowing you to shamelessly plug your business so just that's just super inappropriate and viacom uh legal will be getting in touch wait she said that she said that my advice helped her she she did yeah she talked to him i mean isn't that interesting and he said he said uh, you're the younger woman yeah and that you'd have to be good at paperwork which is kind of funny yeah and now they're going they're doing good i love i remember this caller and she was like he's going to be involved in a mm, i can't say but a multi-million dollar very very successful company it's like it's a you mean an extreme adventure vacation She's just clearly not confident in the relationship. Well, she, she maybe wants is to have now. more foothold. She wants to have more like... She seemed more confident now. Good. Because of your advice. Great to hear. And ain't that just the thing about fear? What do they used to say in AA? Fear is false evidence appearing real. You know? And it's it, it, it really is true. Like, even if your fear is comes true it wasn't true because it was just based on a fantasy of what you think might happen this woman was afraid that he would become successful and leave her behind actually him becoming successful made him more dependent on her the opposite thing was true mm -hmm. and all she needed to do was get rid of some of that fear face it per your amazing advice and now look at her she's sailing in the florida keys at 
what it, whatever it was called dot com <laughs> lands end lands end adventures dot com. Uh, okay, let's maybe, maybe you help someone. Let's 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 listen. Let's find out. Hi, I'm Alex. I was on episode one thirty eight uh, with Atsuko as the guest. My question was basically that now that I'm single for the first time since I was a teenager. How do I approach being single with this background of having been sent to a therapeutic boarding school that was actually a cult uh, when I was a teenager? So the advice that Natasha Moshe Natsuko gave me was basically one that I don't need to you know, bring it up right away on the first date. I can bring it up whenever I want. And two, that I can bring it up casually and it's not actually as big a deal as I may be making it in my head. So in the past six months since that episode, I've been utilizing that advice. I've been going on dates on Hinge and nothing spicy has happened, but nothing awful has happened either. And I've been kind of using both parts of that advice. I, you know, I don't bring it up on the first date. And if it does come up on the second or third date, I bring it up casually. And yeah, I haven't made any long term connections, but seems like this isn't the thing that's scaring women away. Um, also, during the talk, Moshe had said something that really resonated with me, which is that this isn't a scholar, scarlet letter. It's a badge of honor. Um, and that has been really great to keep in mind, even beyond the dating world. Um, so thank you, Moshe, Natasha, and Atsuko. Your, your advice was really great and helpful. I feel a little emotional. Badge of honor. Well, it's true, you know. Sometimes it's you just have to change your thinking about it. Completely. The thing that you think you should be ashamed of. Which they, is that he grew up in a sex cult as a child. Not a sex cult, but like a, these boarding schools, in the, especially in the 90s and early 2000s, these like hard, uh, tough love, um, send you away and make your kid better schools. They were taking advantage of the kids? I, nothing sexual. Oh. You're, that's you just uh, fantasizing about what happened at these schools. and They might have been sexual too. I thought he called it a sex cult. Did he? No, it was just a cult. Oh, okay. You got sex on the brain, though, girl. Uh, okay, so so. But the point refresh is, us what it was. Well, these things in the early two thousands and late nineties, in the wake of just say no, you know, it was like just say no happened, and then rehab stuff for young people happened, and then there was outward like, bound. I remember exactly. that exactly. Then it became like an industry of these schools and these like I wilderness can't believe my camps brother didn't go to one they were like purported to be able to solve your behavioral problem child and mm -hmm. people got sent to them and a lot of them I, I would say a disproportionate amount of them uh, i actually was studying this recently when i was writing my uh, finishing writing my second book like so many of these schools if you look them up you can you can wikipedia like um you know I don't, I don't know what the thing i looked up was but it was like you know wilderness programs or whatever so many of these types of schools shut down due to yes uh abuse allegations sometimes even sexual abuse allegations such a high number of them you have to think oh the a big part of this industry was just people taking sick people taking advantage of vulnerable families that didn't mm. have any other answers and I know so many. I know so many people that went through these kinds of schools because of my years in, re like, in recovery stuff. And it's like, you know, all that stuff. It's this would be a good documentary for sure. I would love to see it. And there's so there are so many of them. I like well, one I remember after my another getting shut down for allegations of abuse. 
my brother was difficult, so they were always there was always talk, and I knew there were there were I knew about all the schools. I, I think maybe we couldn't afford them, but it yeah. was definitely and they come whisk you away in the middle of the night. Totally. But anyway, so you helped him reframe it a little bit. So good job. Honey. Well, it's true. I mean, it's like you have this past, and if you're telling yourself the narrative that like I'm like crippled by my past, then that's what will continue to be true. But if you go, you know what? Even though it was traumatic and bad, I I emerged from it stronger and look at me now, I'm a functional adult, then it can become this really cool thing about your past, you know? It's like, check out what I went through. Isn't that wild? And that's really cool. He made me emotional just listening to him. And like, maybe there's ways to turn it into art sometimes, too. For sure. Write a movie about it. Write a book. Make the documentary. Why not make that doc? Then you will finally start getting really spicy date stories because you'll say, and I'm actually making a documentary about it, and nothing gets panties damper than a documentarian. All right, well, let's listen to someone else's story. Hey, Tosh. Yamosh. I have a confession to make. What? To our listeners. What is it? Well, listen, there is one mattress in our life that is not a Helix mattress, and I've been sleeping on it and noticing that my back is jacked. And then I will go and I will sleep on this Helix mattress that we were sent from this company. And that you're we, better. I swear to God, I'm better. And so we just ordered a, a brand new Helix mattress to replace this old POC. Wait. It wasn't. No, <laughs> POS to replace. <laughs> to replace this old POS mattress that we've been sleeping on. We've got two problems with this POS, okay? My back hurts because it's so soft, and Natasha gets so hot on it that she sweats through the sheets. So what we ordered was their firm mattress with a cooling pad on top. It arrived today, and I'm so excited because the Helix mattress that we have been sleeping on already makes my back feel better, and this one is made for me. I will be touching base to let you know how this goes, but I am super excited because it's already the best mattress I've ever slept on, and now it's going to be even better. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you and your loving, darling wife sleep. I've sweat my whole life. Thank you for dealing with it. I like to be warm, but then in the middle of the night, I like to... This is Take a new, off my cover. We're so excited about this new mattress because Helix already makes the most high-quality mattress we've ever slept on, and now we're making it even more customized for us, which you can do too by just taking the Helix quiz. If you're looking for a mattress, take the quiz. You order the mattress right there that you're matched to, and it comes right to your door shipped for free. And there is no more satisfying feeling than popping open a Helix mattress and watching that bad boy just go... <laughs> and then become your bed. Just go to helixsleep.com slash honeymoon, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you with your bed. Over 12,000 five-star reviews. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash honeymoon. Get them pillows. Hi, Natasha and Moshe. This is Emily. I was on episode 145 with your guest, Lauren Lapkus. And the problem that I had called in about was that I had this terrible pattern of men having panic attacks in bed with me. Um, and I was having trouble breaking the pattern, figuring out what was wrong. And, um, I think I finally figured it out with your help. So you gave me a lot of great advice, um, some of which I implemented and some of which I ignored. <laughs> I will start with the advice that I did not take. Um, 
Moshe had suggested that maybe I date a Boston uh, chowder head based on where I live in Massachusetts. Um, I have not dated any chowder heads. Um, no interest, no appeal. Mm. The advice that I did take was advice that I think everyone kind of agreed on. I know Natasha and Lauren definitely spoke about this point a lot and kind of like taking things slow, not sleeping with people on the first date maybe, and just kind of like seeing how that changes the dynamic. Um, So with the person who I'm seeing now, we knew each other vaguely just from seeing each other at shows when we met up for our first date it wasn't really classified I guess as a date it was kind of like let's get to know each other better like we have fun at shows together maybe we'll just kind of see what's there and there was definitely a ton of chemistry but I set the boundary of like you know not wanting to be physical. I just wanted to have an emotional connection before going there. And so what we did instead of hooking up, which we both wanted to do, um, we decided to engage in an eye, uh, gazing exercise, if you will, (laughs) in which two people stare deeply into each other's eyes for an extended amount of time. Uh, So we set a timer for 15 minutes and just held eye contact. This was not that amount of time. And um, it was really intense. And we both ended up uh, crying, which kind of opened up the conversation for us to uh, really like get to know each other on a deeper level and an emotional level. And, um, after that first date, like we had this like really interesting bond and, um, we just built a really strong emotional connection with each other before ever getting physical. And I think that was like a huge change for me. And, um, really, I think helped cultivate this, uh, gorgeous, beautiful, loving relationship that I'm in now. I'm like super happy. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just like really great having someone else from the outside's opinion on like maybe what I was doing wrong. Um, so I think I finally broke my pattern. Um, I'm feeling really good, feeling really stoked. And, um, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. How did she think of the eye contact thing, though? I mean, I would definitely... Because that was a catalyst for her. I would which... I would definitely not have suggested that. <laughs> Men are having panic attacks when they're with me. Oh, you know what I would suggest is 15 minutes of unrelenting <laughs> eye contact. There's no way that'll create a... That so would create a panic attack the pattern was being with guys who have panic attacks. While they're sleeping together. And you, it sounds like you guys said, and I think that sounds like really good advice, maybe stall on having sex until you really feel like you have a connection with somebody. By the way, I got to say, it's good that she didn't go with my chowderhead advice because can you imagine pitching the eye contact for 15 minutes with a... I don't know a, what a chowderhead you is. You know, like a guy, like a fucking 
fucking Boston guy. You want me to fucking what? Stare in your eyes for 15 fucking minutes? Are you fucking kidding me? This is your Bill Burr impression, right? Kind of a thing. <laughs> are you fucking what the fucking the Celtics are on? Kind of a thing. But Chowderheads, do they they just talk about sports? Well, the idea I chowder? think that I was pitching, although <laughs> I, I'm sure it was a joke, is that there's no way a guy like that's having a panic attack in bed with you. There's no way. That dude's just like, this is fucking awesome. Oh, I see. Ah, yeah. Here comes the clam chowder. And that's his cum. You know the clam chowder? <laughs> Ah, fuck yeah. Go Celts. Or whatever. <laughs> All right. But damn, 15-minute eye gaze. By the way, this woman was straight up like audio ASMR. Like, what was up with that voice? I was like lulled into her. I felt like I was... I, I felt like I was gazing into her eyes. Just listen. I did it 15 minutes of unrelenting eye contact. Would you do 15 minutes of eye contact with me to open up a relationship? I mean, that sounds so hard. It sounds... I'll tell you what it sounds. What? It sounds whack. whack. <laughs> yeah. You would you do five with me? I'll do it at Burning Man if you come again. Why why do you have to do it at Burning Man? Because that's where I like get into like doing freaky stuff like that, you know, like get a little more vulnerable. In the real world out of here in the street. Stare at your phone for five minutes. I love my phone though. <laughs> that's the difference. <laughs> you can't stare in my eyes for five minutes. You want to do it? I'll do it. You want to do it right now? <laughs> I definitely don't want to do it live. That would be funny. See what we see in there. You know what I've always said, Natasha, about the eyes? Hmm. They're the windows to the soul. Have you ever, were they on drugs? Have I ever told you that? Yeah, that's really great, honey. Yeah, I kind of came up with that. I bet they were on drugs. Maybe. I wonder if she let that part out. Right. But she's with the person. Or maybe she also, wasn't. Meeting, that was a little vague. Meeting someone. No, they seem like they're together. And also, meeting someone who's also down. Like, they both want to have sex, but instead of sex, he's like, okay, I'll do this this game instead. I'm sorry to put a pause on this episode, but it does feel like it's connected to our um, podcast for the last three years. You really have to stop grooming our dogs during the podcast. I'm you not are, grooming you, her. Yes, you are. And you are I'm cu- petting her. You're in black silk, <laughs> and you are you are aggressively scratch petting our I'm not scratch our petting Our lily her. white dog, and you are now literally covered in dog hair. I was just dog hair. petting. Her. I mean, it's like a dander Look, you fest. You pet her, and that's what happens. What I do just, you want? Oh, okay. Just let her sit next to me, but don't touch her. Yep. Okay, fine. For the for, I mean, it's okay. And Natasha, please don't take this the wrong way. It's not me that's saying this. It's a note <laughs> from, from Viacom. Viacom. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear from someone else. Hello, this is Justin. I was on the Mega Witch episode where I asked for advice about what to do about uh, my friend's crazy Republican wife who came out of the broom closet as a witch. Um, You all told me not to intervene, so I didn't say anything. Um, They're still together. Uh, She's currently pregnant, so there's going to be more witchlings in the world or whatever you're going to call them. Um, She also has dreadlocks now, which is, you know, a great look for any white woman. Um, She also, a while back, had a chemical pregnancy that didn't stick. Um, She drinks some kind of like moon tea or something that causes miscarriages. Um, She doesn't believe in hormonal birth control because it's not natural, so she doesn't take it. Um, She insists that uh, this you know, pregnancy that didn't stick was going to be a girl and she got a tattoo with the girl's name that it was going to get. So, um, yeah, things are just still crazy and I don't really interact with my friend very much because his wife is nuts. So yeah, that's all the only update I got. Keep up the good work. Love you guys. She must be attractive, right? Yeah. Well, there's this whole new school. I was thinking about it while he was talking. There's this whole new school of 
um, like rockin' Republicans now <laughs> that like do drugs and have group sex and are into freaky stuff. It's like they, they didn't exist when we were young. They're like this new, like Florida-centered, like freak Republicans, you know, like Matt Gates, and he's like probably their like spiritual leader or their coach or something. But it, they trip me out because those are the kinds of people that shouldn't be Republicans. They should want freaky shit to go down. You know, they should want legalized drugs and legalized prostitution and and you know all forms of you know subculture. They, tri- they these are these are trippy people. These MAGA MAGA rockers. MAGA witch. The MAGA witches. But, um, okay, well, more power to you, sir. And- yeah, and it seems like you're just kind of able to see the humor in it, whereas, like, that's where he needs to get his sex, mm, his friend. That's so, true. You know. There but by the grace of God go I. You're never going to get. those dreads from behind. <laughs> I bet you they're fun. I bet you they're fun in bed. Dreads? No, these like MAGA rockers. He's like, you know, they're probably like drinking like canned Long Island iced teas on their boat and having anal sex and stuff like that. You know, (laughs) they probably like to like eat ass and stuff. I mean, it's the ass eating Republicans. It's a whole new genre of Republican. I think it's fun. They sound fun, except for their political leanings. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, let's hear from someone else. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Would you say I'm the cook in the family? Uh, I would, I would. I love sure. to cook and it's fun for me, but sometimes it can be difficult to squint at a pile of ingredients and go, what am I going to make tonight? And how do I make it healthy? And how do I make it tasty? And Green Chef has taken all of that and made it easy. I love Green Chef because it's convenient. It's easy. It saves you time and everything you make, everything they send you in this little box is perfect and delicious and healthy. Green Chef now offers more variety and flexibility than ever before with double the choices. Now you can choose from 24 recipes weekly with an, with an option to mix and match meals from different preferences, i.e. vegan one day, keto the next. They've got all the different uh, lifestyle diets too. If you're vegan, vegetarian, keto, paleo, Mediterranean, fast and fit, gluten-free, it all comes in one box. And I'm telling you, the stuff that we've made is so delicious. Green Chef's expert chefs curate every recipe so you can enjoy restaurant quality dishes at home without compromising flavor. And might I add, without a million styrofoam containers next to your head. Amen. I hate eating like that. And these these recipes are really delicious. So go to greenchef.com slash honeymoon135 and use the code honeymoon135 to get $135 off across five boxes plus free shipping on your first box. Hey, if I can make it, you can make it. So go to greenchef.com slash honeymoon135, use code honeymoon135 and get $135 off your five boxes plus free shipping. Come on, do it. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Hi, Moshe Natasha. This is Sasha. I was on the episode with David Cross and I called uh, because I thought my husband smoked too much weed. So I took David Cross's advice, which was to communicate what I needed without telling him that I think um, my issues are with him smoking too much. And I started doing that and things have been really looking up. Um, he has stepped up a lot since then. And I'm, I'm very happy with my relationship and things are, things are really good. So um, thank you, David Cross. I also took Moshe's advice. I started doing more drugs. That's helped a lot too. Um, and 
also Natasha's advice helped, which was um, maybe to pick a different strain of weed. So that's exactly what he did. He started, um, he just would buy different like vapes and stuff. And it's not as um, intense as the other stuff. So uh, yeah, it really helped and everything's going great. So thank you guys. Are we like amazing? <laughs> it, that's what it's feeling like. <laughs> person after person my life is better except for the mago witch guy but he didn't have a real problem he just wants to fuck his uh friend's weird republican um shamanist girlfriend sometimes you just have to wrestle wrestle a new idea into your head and keep it down and also keep what or keep it like pin it down you Mm, know mm -hmm. and you have to kind of you know if something gets reframed uh it helps to like have a new way to act and then to be not just acting how you feel, but to be consciously trying to like ask, like telling someone what you need from them. That's not an easy thing. T- totally. That's not just going business as usual. That's like scary. making a concerted effort. But I will say that, and I don't want to say this secret because it will lose us um, advice callers who we desperately need. But it's like, I would say nine times out of 10, People calling in. This is something I've realized over the last three years. People calling in with a with a relationship issue. The answer is always, "Did you tell the person? Have you talked about it?" It's just always communication. You know, as they say, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Like the real problem is that people have these growing resentments about things that are deeply affecting their lives, and they don't fucking talk about it. They don't just say it out loud. Name it, name it, and then you will be able to move on from it. But it is good to sometimes have a script and to know because like my instincts for naming it and talking to my partner, if unchecked, are like a little ruder than... Well, that's what happens. Then I realize sometimes. So it's like that also doesn't... You need to know how to say things. That's what happens is that people don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. It builds from a from an annoyance into a resentment into a, a into a dynamic, and then finally you explode, and finally say the thing that you should have been saying this whole time. And the way that you say it is fueled by all this anger that's been building up by you not saying it. That when you say it, it doesn't actually equal communication. You know, so it's like, yes, you're totally right. Like, get a hold of. The pers- your perspective on how big this thing is and talk about things clearly and do more drugs. That's very obviously good, a- good advice. Do more drugs, find a different strain. Well, not everyone grows up in therapy. So, you know, that's, that's this, what we're here for. It's all, um, learned in my, like you have to learn how to act a little differently and think a little differently. Totally. Think differently. That's what we always say here at Apple and at Viacom. Uh, should we hear from one more? I'm loving this episode. Hi, guys. This is Shannon from episode 152, Cat People, with Todd Berry. Uh, I was the one with the boyfriend that was scared to death of my cats. Um, We'd only been together two months at the time, but we're still together. It's been almost six months. um, And we did implement the advice of exposure therapy. He feeds the cats uh, treats occasionally and he will pet them with his feet. They adore him. They love him. They are learning slowly to understand his boundaries and give him space whenever he's over. And he is 
starting to understand them a lot more. He's not so scared of them that he'll get up and leave the room or just stand in the corner. He knows how to interact with them now and how to push them away gently whenever they do crawl on his lap. Um, it's not perfect, but it's definitely getting a lot better. I can see effort on everybody's part and it's working. I hope you guys are well. Thank you. I don't know what advice I gave this person. Do you remember this call? Well, I think that her her boyfriend was just being very rude to the cats. Right. And now by maybe enlisting him and helping feed the cats, he's getting a little more into them. But that is a hard one because I hate cats. Well, I don't know what advice I gave at the time. Maybe I said this. Maybe I didn't. But this is what I would say to you now. It's not too late. And I would say this to you too, Natasha. If you need to find somebody a way to connect to cats more, there's a very obvious solution. What's that? The Andrew Lloyd Webber masterpiece, Cats. <laughs> you just have to go see the show and you will understand their inner workings. You could even see the the cinematic version, which is, I would say, my favorite film of all time, starring Dame Judi Dench, Idris Elba, uh, Jennifer Hudson, and others. And when you find out about the, mas- the magical Mr. Mistopheles, um you understand the world of cats in a new way. And that is what I recommend to everybody, whether, uh, I mean, it's just a masterpiece. Okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll be sure to check that out, Moshe. Moonlight, something, memories. memories. It's not called Moonlight. Something on the moon, memories. When you think of the memories, then you really the do cats, have a beautiful voice. Then the cats will be there. Oh, the memories, the cat, it eats the finicky cat. This is for the Patreon. (laughs) Food is food, the magical Mr. Mistopheles. Okay, please stop that. Memories. Okay, we're going to hear one more. We have time for one more. Check in. It's a move of the memories. Let's hear. This is three years in. Hi, Natasha. This is Tom. Uh, I was on episode number 122, Emma's Honeymoon But Outside, with Andrew and Cole. Uh, my original question was about seeing my dental hygienist, who also has a child with her husband. And uh, your guys' advice was to back the fuck out and <laughs> let them figure out the situation and then date her when she's single. Um we tried listening to your advice, but we are weak. So we came in after about two weeks and uh, continued to see each other. And then, at, so she was deleting my texts for a long time whenever I would text her. And then she caught COVID. And while she was quarantining, she kept our texts in her phone. Uh, and we ended up sexting one night. And he, like, broke into her phone and found those messages. And I guess it turned into a really hot mess. Uh, she ended up calling the police from the neighbor's house. Um, since then, she has uh, filed the divorce papers, but is waiting to hear back from her lawyer still. They've been living as if they're separated for a few months. Um, so only one of them is at home at a time, and they have like, mom days and dad days for their daughter. Um, she's been going to therapy to help her get through all of this. And... Uh, has worked through a lot of things with her therapist for considering how fucking hot of a mess this has been. 
uh, we're actually doing pretty well. Um, we have pretty awesome communication and get along really well and really enjoy each other's time. Um, yeah, you guys are totally right, though. Holy shit. Um, definitely, probably, <laughs> not definitely, probably, definitely would have ended up going more smoothly if we just listened to your advice and let her figure out her stuff at first, and then I continued to grow our relationship. But yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me, and thank you so much for the advice that we did not follow, and I love your podcast, and I love you guys. Anyway, hope you're doing well. Take care. See, he he didn't have, that woman wouldn't have, it's not like if he wouldn't have kept dating her, she would have like, she needed something dramatic to happen. You're saying in a way it's good that they he didn't follow our advice because it needed to implode. Right. Like, yeah, if he would have just right. waited, she would have just cowardly done it until it did implode. I, you know, I was thinking a similar thing listening to him is that as much prescriptive advice as we sometimes give on this podcast, sometimes people just need to, um, chaos needs to run its course. I will say, though, here is the one issue that I have, because it does seem like they get along and it does seem like maybe, you know, she's, you guys are going to have a serious relationship now. And it sounds like you have like a lot of emotional connection as well as sexual connection. But someone who cheated on someone to be with you that's hella true might cheat on you and you know that's you just have but it does sound like she's in therapy now so you know but has she done it before i don't know i just feel like that's just something to keep in mind but that's what i was thinking though yeah that's a good point for sure people that cheat are capable of cheating although i guess maybe everybody who even knows but the but i was thinking like sometimes relationships just have to be super drama and then they work like it's not always about the healthiest choice because sometimes you know, the world is large and there's a million different permutations of things that can happen. And sometimes I cheated on my husband while I was your dental hygienist is the meet cute that I bet you that he's not the first client she's, she's oh, you think? had sex with. That's interesting. That's an interesting take. She's probably got a lot of memories of that, huh? Well, you're either flirting on your job or I don't know. Maybe she's just flirting. Maybe with he's him. just got a special mouth. I bet you she like hung her tits over his his mouth that is really a good point and something i was thinking of too i bet he has a lot of memories of those tits from cats memory memories hang your Moshe, tits you on have my a memories. lot to offer but singing is not one of them i can sing better i'm doing it for comedic effect do you want me to do a good version no i don't can i just really quickly try one memory in my best voice okay fine please for the for the podcast okay fine okay, hold on <clears throat> let's see if i can do this this is my best attempt, okay? Memories. Something, something, a memories. Something, something, memories. And your memories will be there. Oh, the memories, the things you remember from three years of endless honeymoon are rushing through your mind. You have to work on your vibrato. I thought I did great just now. You then. have to work on your uh, trent. Tre there's a lot of music. You got to work on your trench mouth because you have that. <laughs> you, um, Your breath intake was a little your off. Your breath is like off. Like you shouldn't hear the person in between. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, breathe. <"Me> <laughs> 
Just try to keep the volume on those breaths. Natasha, let me tell you something. And uh, try to keep it on one volume. Let me tell you something. It was a lot of lot of low it, and high. It's called building. It builds. No, it kind of just went back up and down, up and down. Let me tell you something. Pitch was not good. Bitch was good, and it's you. But you know what? Even though you roast me, you I were have, trying. I have a lot of great memories with you, and a lot of great memories of this podcast and we're going to keep doing it and i love we doing are going to keep you. doing it we're going to keep doing it oh, for at least okay, another good. year and um I, I i i love the endless honeymoon podcast and i also oh i love you i love you too